the school is out. Which means it's time for Chai Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids show. This is Chai Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. My name is Ria Emmanuel and I'm nine years old. So, coming on my Chai Kids, I'm going to be speaking to Arlene Schur. She's an educator at the Holocaust Center. What is the Holocaust Center? So don't. So, so listen, kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show today. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a high kid riddle to challenge your brain. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this kids show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you just want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is three four five one nine and is charged at one round fifty. You can send me a WhatsApp on oh six one. Eight nine five one zero one nine, and please don't forget to sign your name. You can call us. You can also call us on o one o one four o three o two o. I repeat, o one o one four o three o two o. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. You're listening to High Kids on one o one point nine High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Ria Emmerman, and I'm nine years old. I have Arlene Show with me in studio, so send your questions to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. Good afternoon, Arlene. Good afternoon. Let's start with the questions. What is your job at the Holocaust Museum? So I'm the head of education at the Holocaust Museums,、um, which means that I'm run various. Programs. I write and develop programs for、um, adults, for school children, and teach as well. Okay, that sounds like a lot of work. Is it hard? It's not.、That? It's not very hard.、Um, once、okay. you get used to it, and you,、um, it becomes part of your everyday job. When did you start this job? I started working there seven years ago. I started working at the Holocaust Center. Do you like your job? Yes, it's a very rewarding job. It's very fulfilling, and it is something that I enjoy. Is it fun?、Um, there's fun moments of it. It's quite a serious subject to、yes. be teaching, so it's not such a fun subject. But we do have fun at work as well. Do you have any pets?、Um, I had one dog, but sadly, he died a couple of、he、years ago.、Away. He passed away. What was、yes. his name? His name was Choco. He was, little, he, he was a little Yorkshire Terrier. He was very cute. Can you take us through one day in your life at work? So, I'll arrive at work, and if there's a school group coming, then we prepare for the school group. Yes. We make sure we've got everything there. Then the school group will arrive, and we'll do a certain program. We've got a whole lot of different programs that we offer to schools, so the schools will choose which one they want, and、okay. then we'll take them through the program. They usually add us for three to four hours. So we spend that time with the school children. Sometimes it's a university group.、Okay. Sometimes it's a group of adults, and we teach、um, about the Holocaust or about the Rwandan genocide to them. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you? Um, I'm sure there are some embarrassing things,、yes. but I can't think of any one specific thing that I can tell you about. But I'm sure、yes. there have been things. Who were your role models growing up? I think growing up, my role models were probably my parents,、um, my mom and dad. I would say that they were probably my role models, and there were other people along the way—grandparents,、yes. teachers—that would have served as role models also. 
Why were your parents your role models? What did they do? Well, I think just in terms of the way that they acted and yes. the example that they set to me and my brother okay. and sister. Have they changed now that you are an adult? You're role models. Well, I think that um, you look at other people that could be role models, um, yes. people in society, maybe politicians sometimes, or people that do good work in society, and those oh, could serve as role models. Friends. friends are role models, exactly. Fam- other family members. Do you have a family? Yes, I do. I've got three sons and a lovely daughter-in-law, and my husband, so I do have yes. a family. <laughs> Why has the Holocaust Museum been sent up to, in Johannesburg? To Johannesburg, sorry. Why has it moved to Johannesburg, did you say? Yes. So there are three um, Holocaust centers, Holocaust and genocide centers, one in Cape Town, one in Durban, and one in Johannesburg. Um, and we just feel that there's an, a necessity to have one in Johannesburg to teach people that are living here about yeah, what education. happened. Yeah, it's all for education. Can you tell us the story of Anthrax? There must be many like hers. Okay, so Anne Frank was a young girl. She was living yes. in Holland in Amsterdam when the when war, World War Two started, and the Nazis invaded Amsterdam. And all the laws that they had against Jewish people that they had in other countries, they now started implementing in Amsterdam. And her father was worried that the Jews might be targeted, that they might come and after the so Jews. And moved into the secret annex. Exactly. So he found a secret hiding place. It was at the top of his factory behind a bookshelf so that people that walked yeah. into there wouldn't know that there was a secret hiding place. The bookshelf yeah. moved. And he um, prepared this annex with things that the family would need to go into hiding. And Anne Frank and her father and her mother and her sister all went into hiding. She was just 13 years old. And there were other Shame. people that went with them. There were there was another family, a mother and a father and their son, and another man, a dentist. So there were actually yes. eight people all a together people, in yeah. hiding. Yeah. And they went into hiding not for, for a very long time. It was two years that they had oh. to hide in that hiding place. Two years. And while she was in the hiding place, she took her diary with her. And, and she every named day it she, Kitty. She, she, that's right. She, she named, named it Kitty. Yes. And she used to write in her diary about what it was like living there, about her fears, how scared she was, what her hopes for the future were, Basically, how, how difficult it was to live under those yeah. conditions. And they could never have survived in the hiding place on their own because they needed things while they were there. They would need so food. They would need coming. medicine if they got sick. Yes. So they had to get help from different people. And there were people that worked in the factory downstairs that Otto knew from beforehand, and he asked them before, would you help us to give us whatever we need while we're in hiding? And they agreed. So they were very courageous people because if they were caught, they could have got into big trouble. Yes, big, big trouble. But they helped the family. Um, And then unfortunately, we don't know who, but somebody told the police that the family were hiding after two years in that hiding place. And they were all arrested and sent to concentration camps. And the only one that survived out of the eight was Otto Frank. That was uh, Anne's father. Yes. And when he came back, the one lady that was helping them while they were in hiding, her name was Mipche, she had found Anne Frank's diary and pieces of paper that she'd written on all over the floor when they were taken away and arrested. And she picked it all up and she put it together and she kept it until Otto Frank, well, she was hoping she'd give it back to Anne, but she never came back. So yeah, she gave it to her father, and, and um, the father then published it. And today it's one of the most well-read books in the world. There are over 25 million copies of Anne Frank's diary. 
Wow, that's a lot of copies. And then the original is in Amsterdam. The original is in Amsterdam. It's at the Anne Frank House. So if you ever go there and visit, you'll see the original diary there. That's really cool. What hours the Holocaust Museum open and close? Okay, so we open every day, Monday to Friday, from 9 till 4.30, and on a Sunday from 9 until 3 o'clock. So anyone can come and visit us there. Everyone's welcome, and we are in Forest Town, 1 Duncombe Street in Forest Town, and there's no charge for coming to visit our centre. So everyone's welcome. When did it open? Um, we when, moved, I mean, we moved I mean. into the building in 2016, April 2016, but oh, it's going to have two exhibitions, one on the Holocaust and one on the Rwandan genocide, but they are not yet ready. So officially, we haven't had an official yeah, opening yet, but, but, it's, but people can still come. We have lots of temporary exhibitions and lots of different talks and various activities so for people to be involved in. It's not completely set up. No, but not yet, but it will be hopefully there. early next year. We, we're hoping to have it all ready and open by then. Okay. Let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Rio Emmerman and I'm nine years old. I have Arlene Schur in studio with me. If you have any questions for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019 or call 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with our questions. Who do you hope will visit the museum? We actually hope everybody living in Johannesburg and tourists and people visiting us will come visit. It's open to everybody. It's not um, for any specific age group or any specific group, everyone. And we think there's an important message there for everyone to learn about the history that happened and what we can learn from that history. So we think there's an important message for everybody there. So we're hoping to see everyone arrive at some stage. So everyone's going to come. Yep. If you could have tea with anyone, dead or alive, fictional or non-fictional, who would it be? And why? So there are quite a few people that I could think of. I'm sure most people would say, and I agree yes. with them, that they want, would have loved to have met Nelson Mandela. Yes, my mother met Nelson Mandela. Oh, lucky her. So I would have loved to have had tea with him at some stage. I would love to have tea with Oprah Winfrey. I found her very interesting and uh, fascinating, and she's met so many interesting people. And there was a Holocaust survivor and a writer, Elie Wiesel, who wrote very well. But but besides that, he did a lot of great humanitarian work with other people, so I would have loved to. He's passed away as well, but I would have loved to have had tea with him too. To do what? Just... To have tea with Just, him. Just, and to meet him and to hear his views about the world and to speak to him about his experiences that he's had. So I would have liked to have met him also. Why do you think the Holocaust is important to remember? So the Holocaust was a very tragic event that happened during which mm, six million yes. Jews died. But I think that we have to not only keep their memory alive at the Holocaust Center, I think we have to learn lessons from this history as well as from the other genocide that we teach about, the genocide in Rwanda. And I think everyone can learn from these. We can learn from the past. We can learn from choices that people made during that time to make sure that we never repeat them, to make sure that it never, ever happens again. And there's no, there's not a person like Hitler again because Hitler... 
was and very bad. He was very bad. But even if somebody like him did come along, what we also try and teach, um, particularly young people, is that if we see bad things happening to other people, we need to speak out against what's happening. We yes. need to stand up and speak out and become upstanders or we call up activists to make sure that things like this can't progress and can't happen again. What is the most interesting story you've come across while working at the museum? So there have been many, many interesting stories. I can't pinpoint one story specifically, but uh, we keep learning more and more things all the time. We learn different things. We meet interesting people there. Um, I, in fact, even met Anne Frank's steps. uh, She was her stepsister, Eva Schloss, who came to our center, and she was very interesting with a very interesting story. So there's so many, and we learn. Can we hear one story? Can Can we we hear her story? The listeners and me, can we hear... Yes, so Eva Schloss was also went into hiding. She went into hiding with her brother and her mother. Um, Her her brother was in a different hiding place. Her brother went into a hiding place with a father somewhere else, and she and her mother hid in somebody's house, and they managed to survive. Sadly, her brother didn't. Mm. But she found beautiful artwork that he had done and poetry that he'd done, and she's dedicated her life. She's written a book about it, and we had a display at the center with his artwork. So she was very interesting. And after the war, her mother met Otto Frank, and her mother married Otto Frank, Anne's father. Uh, so then, then Anne Frank became her stepsister. Yeah, but that's sadly that's she really passed cool. away, but she would have been her stepsister. Yes. yes. <laughs> Do you have school tours? Yes. So we have um, children coming from grade six upwards. Um, it's part of the... Um, syllabus for all grade nines and grade elevens to learn about the Holocaust. So we yes. have lots of school groups coming in from all over the country. They come, um, and we also have university groups and adult groups and corporates. But and our main target are, is actually school children that so come into the centre. So you have a lot of school tours. A lot of school tours. Yes. Can you describe what's in the museum? So the actual. Exhibitions are not yet finished, but when they yes. are, they're going to be two main area. exhibitions, the one on the Holocaust, and we're going to have special videos that we've made for the center, films made with our Holocaust survivors talking with Rwandan survivors and Rwandan perpetrators. We've had them Rwandan. film. What does that mean? So, so there was another, um, do you know what a genocide is? No. So the, okay, so the Holocaust was a genocide. That means that a, a certain war. group, a big war, well, a certain group was targeted with the aim of killing that group. Oh, okay. That's what it, it yeah. was. So the similar thing happened in Africa in a country called Rwanda, where a group of people called the Tutsis were targeted as well. So this, so our centre is going to tell the history about the Holocaust and about what happened in Rwanda, and we've got. All things in the center artifacts. That means people have given us things that belong to them. So one of the survivors has given us her doll that what she had when she was a little girl. And we've got the yellow star. And we've got things that belong to Rwandan survivors. So there are going to be lots of things like that, as well as the huge big exhibition spaces with all the different information and all the films that we've had made. So it's going to be a very interesting space for people to visit. Do you have any family that lives through the Holocaust or... 
So none of my in the Rwanda genocide. No, I don't know anyone from. Well, I mean, I've met survivors from Rwanda, but I've got no family that lived in Rwanda. Uh, I did have family that lived in um, Lithuania who were targeted and who were murdered during the Holocaust. It was um, great grandparents of mine. So I never knew great grandparents. Yes. What are your dream job? So I'd have to say maybe this is my dream job that I'm doing now. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing important work, teaching people. So you like, you like your job right I now. Do, I do. Even though it's do. a little bit serious. It can be difficult and serious, but I think it's important work. I think it's important messages to teach people. What's the difference between an, an, an anti-Semitic and a racist? Okay, so when we talk about an anti-Semite or somebody that's anti-Semitic, it's specifically talking about somebody that doesn't like Jewish people. Okay, so now we so a race. Listeners know what that means now. Do they know what an anti? Do they know what anti-Semitism means? Anti-Semitism means hatred of Jewish people. That's what it means. Hatred of Jewish people. So, so if you're anti-Semitic, it means you hate Jewish people. And a racist. If you're a racist, it means that you don't like certain races. Um, and you and you discriminate against people, yes. um, and it can be based on somebody's color. Sometimes it's based on somebody's religion. So if you're an anti-Semite, you are a racist. But if you're a, but if you're a racist. racist, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're anti-Semitic. Okay. That's specifically talking about okay. the hatred of Jewish people. In South Africa's recent history, uh, we had an apartheid. In your view, is this similar to the anti-Semitism of the Holocaust? So there were similarities um, mm, because they because were both racist policies. So we yes. can see that um, during the Holocaust, people, Jewish people couldn't sit on the same benches or go to the same beaches or to the same but parks. How is that? That's not, so, I don't understand that. I know. It, it was... That's how people were targeted. It isn't understandable. But the same thing happened in South Africa where those racist laws happened to black people and colored and Indian people living in South Africa where they were separated and they weren't allowed to live amongst the population. No, it wasn't nice. But it was different to, um, to anti, to the Holocaust in that the Holocaust was an intention to murder became an intention to murder all the oh, Jews. Okay. So, that's so, the so with apartheid, it was racist laws, and it was laws that weren't very nice and weren't very yes. fair, but there wasn't an intention to kill the other population groups. So it's basically just to torture them, not kill well, it, them. Well, it, it's, it's human rights abuses. It's, it's to be um, unfair and unjust. And but it sort of is torture if you think about it. It is torture. It was torture, and it was very unfair and a very unfair system through which people lived. So uh, there were definitely similarities in the laws yes. that were passed against people yes. because it's a targeting of different groups. It's looking at groups that don't belong to your same group, that are other, that are different to you, mm-hmm. and it's making laws against them just because of the way they were born or the oh. religion they kept or the color, the, the race. Oh, because of the, sometimes it's even, sometimes people make fun of other people just because of their eye color or because exactly. they have some part of their body that's mutated. Exactly. And Hitler didn't only target Jewish people as well. There were other groups of people that he targeted. So if There's you were born with a physical or mental handicap, he didn't want you as part of his Aryan race. He had, had this idea that the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan Nazi race was the superior race. That's how he spoke about it. And there were other groups of people that he thought were not... Terrible. 
not, didn't not nice. fit into that Aryan race. Terrible. So the physical um, people with a physical see. or mental disability would have fit, like, would have fitted into that category. Um, they call them gypsies at the time. Today they call them Roman Sinti, black okay. people, homosexuals. Black people Exactly. Like Jehovah's Witnesses, those are people that belong to a different religion. All those kind of yeah. people he targeted as not being part of his so Aryan race. He didn't like those people. And yeah, he didn't but he considered the worst of the worst to be the Jewish people. I don't understand that. I just don't it understand. is very hard to understand. We just can't. There's no way to justify somebody that thinks in that way. Thank you for coming on Hi Kids and teaching us more about the Holocaust. Center. It sounds like a very interesting place to go to. I'm, I'm, I might go to it. Thank you. We'd like to welcome you there and your family and to all the listeners that are listening. It would be great to have you all come and visit us there one day. Cool. My name is Ria Emmerman and I'm nine years old. Thank you. Thank you to my guest, Arlene Scher, for coming on Hi Kids. Thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.